From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Stoking the flames of division, Democrats announced today they plan on voting on a resolution tomorrow evening urging Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove President Trump from office. If he doesn't act overnight, tomorrow night, they will vote Wednesday morning to impeach President Trump. We'll talk about that later. Is this the great purge? Big tech moving over the weekend to silence conservative voices, including pulling the plug on Parler, the conservative alternative to Twitter. What does this mean? And why does it matter? Unless you think it's just Parler, the growing evidence suggests there is a coordinated effort to uh, effectively eliminate the freedom of speech in America. That's our topic with Tyler O'Neill, senior editor at PJ Media, in just a moment. And right now, the left is focused on conservative speech. But what about religious speech? Do religious broadcasters need to be concerned? History would say, well, I'll let Craig Parshall tell you, special counsel for American Center for Law and Justice and former attorney with the National Religious Broadcasters. And don't sign off. Sign up. There are alternatives, and now is the time to find them. Craig Starzini of uh, Prager University is here with alternatives. And uh, Jared Bridges, FRC's vice president for brand advancement, tells you how you can stay connected with FRC and Washington Watch so you know what is really going on here in our nation's capital. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Don't don't forget that. Don't forget that because you may not be able to Google it for long. And um, maybe the only way you can get it to us, TonyPerkins.com. All right, uh, in, in, a, in a classic case of the pot calling the kettle black, Twitter, Parler, the social giants of the media world, uh, social media world, uh, removed Parler over the weekend, saying that they allowed their platform to be used for the coordination and the execution of violence last week at the Capitol. Well, this is the same entity that uh, back in June, Homeland Security had to ask them to begin policing their platforms because their platforms were being used to coordinate looting, robbing, defacing public property, and attacking law enforcement in cities across America. Joining me now to talk more about this weekend's developments with Parler, Tyler O'Neill, senior editor at PJ Media. Tyler, welcome back to Washington Watch. Hey, glad to be here, Tony. All right, uh, describe for our listeners kind of what transpired over the weekend in taking down this conservative alternative to Twitter. Yeah, so this has been budding for a little while. We've we've all known that big tech had it out to some degree for conservatives. They've been focusing on them for fact checks and various other things. Uh, but it really, these companies seem to really cross the Rubicon uh, in the past few days. Uh, they, you know, as as you're aware, they suspended and then or Twitter suspended, Facebook booted, and then Twitter finally booted President Donald Trump uh, last week. And, you know, he's he's been finally banned. Even the official president of the United States, POTUS account, was banned. Uh, Facebook throttled Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Limbaugh left Twitter in protest. And then today we got news that Facebook locked former Congressman Ron Paul out of his Facebook page. And like you said, you know, turning to Parler, this is this has really become the huge story because so many conservatives have flocked from Twitter to Parler, which is the Twitter alternative for conservatives. And, you know, I've lost, I believe, about 500 
followers on Twitter because I think they're all deleting their accounts and moving to Parler. But then Apple and Google decided to remove Parler from their app stores, uh, claiming that the site had failed to take down posts inciting violence. And then on Saturday, Amazon announced it would follow suit. It would actually strike Parler from its servers because it was hosting Parler on Amazon Web Services. And the ironic thing is Amazon sent an exclusive to uh, BuzzFeed an hour before they actually let Parler know. So they, they screenshotted this email that they were going to send to Parler and gave that to BuzzFeed an hour before they actually let Parler know that it was getting kicked off. And so Parler went dark uh, right at the end of the day yesterday, uh, Pacific time. So early, early morning, Eastern time, Parler went off the Internet. And now Parler filed a lawsuit because even though, you know, Amazon Web Services is the big, the big player on the Internet these days, uh, there are alternatives. And Parler was discussing with them what to do. But unfortunately, after all these companies attacked Parler, uh, the alternatives weren't interested in hosting Parler anymore. And so they cut Parler off. And so Parler filed this lawsuit. They're asking for uh, – for a temporary restraining order against Amazon so that Amazon will have to restore Parler to their servers and allow Parler to continue doing business. And the interesting thing is Parler's contract with Amazon said that Amazon would have to give Parler 30 days notice before it canceled the contract. And it seems like Amazon is going to weasel its way through this and say, oh, no, we only suspended Parler. But they asked Parler to send you know, they told Parler, we're going to send you all your information on your users, which suggests that this is a, a permanent um, a permanent deletion of Parler, not just a temporary suspension. So it's a it's a travesty and a horrific one at that. And hopefully Parler can get an order from the court. Well, the uh, couple of aspects here, as you pointed out, uh, Parler was looking at alternatives in terms of hosting their servers. I mean, this is a, it's, it's a massive undertaking to have that much uh, capacity. And so Amazon really kind of cornering the market. And by the way, Amazon has a number of government contracts. This is one that the president kind of stepped in and blocked them from hosting the, uh, the cloud for the Department of Defense, if I'm not mistaken. And so, I mean, they, it's a massive, massive company. And, and they, it's like they have all the marbles. And so what Parler was doing is trying to pull together some of these smaller players, but they're being leaned on. It appears, Tyler, that this is a coordinated effort to, to literally silence, squash, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it, conservative speech. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how you interpret it any other way. Uh, the tough situation is, you know, and this is one of the cases that Parler made in its lawsuit. It said that Twitter had far more instances of inciting violence. You know, on Friday, I think it was hang Mike Pence was the hashtag that trended. Uh, and there were thousands of tweets uh, regarding, you know, this act of violence against Mike Pence that Twitter allowed allowed the trend to tr- allowed it to trend and allowed all that to to appear. And of course, so the problem is you have Amazon saying, oh, we're going to kick Parler off because you have 98 instances of inciting violence on Parler. 
And then over on Twitter, you have thousands of instances inciting right. violence. Right. And Amazon's not booting Twitter from their hosting. Right. And they had the same contract with both companies. Right. Just, In fact, I mean, you, you have you have Twitter uh, right now on their platform, the Ayatollah calling for death to America. Um, so you, you and, and not to mention, as I as to say, not to re-mention, but I will at the beginning of the program, that back in June, the Sec- acting secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, sent a letter to the tech giants uh, saying that, um, let me just quote it, said that uh, you played a role in facilitating burglary, arson, aggravated assault, rioting, looting, and defacing public property, calling for them to police their platforms. So, I mean, they have a, a record that is uh, abundant in examples of allowing, uh, you know, this type of stuff on their platforms. Now, I'm not I think it's impossible to police everything and people are going to use. I mean, they could use code. They could do all kinds of stuff. It's the double standard here that is the problem. Right, exactly. And this is coming, you know, this is Amazon, which is the same company that excludes conservative and Christian organizations from its charity platform, Amazon Smile, based solely on the the defamation of the Southern Poverty Law Center, which, you know, you're very well familiar with. Their attacks against FRC led to a terrorist attack against you guys, and they haven't removed you from the list. But, yeah, this is this is what conservatives are dealing with, and I've been warning about this, especially with the FPLC, for years. Um, so this, you know, this terrifies me, but to say that it was entirely out of the blue would be, uh, would be false. Right. But uh, one good thing, uh, well, I say good thing, Parler is going to fight. They're not going to sit back and be silenced, and uh, they're going to make sure they get their platform back up. Now, I think the way forward is going to be very challenging. I mean, we've seen this. I, I, I would, I, you would, I would just say this to our listeners: um, you would be mistaken if you think this is um, a one-off, an aberration. This is what we are faced with going forward. This is the, this is the hostility of the left, the intolerance of the left. And so we have to adapt. And the good thing uh, about Americans is that we have adapted. And a desire for freedom will drive us to alternatives. And so uh, I have no doubt Parler will be back up. And, and even though the, uh, the the hill is high, um, Tyler, I, I think that there are going to be creative Americans who are going to fight back against these uh, totalitarians and, and, and establish a means of uh, effective communication. Yeah, I'd agree. I hope uh, I hope we will rise to the challenge. I, I I have no doubt that we will if we do not lose heart. Tyler O'Neill, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today. As always, great to talk with you. Hey, my pleasure. All right, Tyler O'Neill with uh, PJ Media. Th- this is alarming, but it's actually good that the uh, the cover is off. All right, we've been we've been warning of this for a long time. We've been seeing this with the uh, the national media, the, the cable news networks trending left. They're afraid of the pressure of the special interest groups. Look, the, the left is intolerant. You know, it used to be that liberals, you know, I didn't agree with them, but we would have debates. They don't want debate anymore because they cannot defend their positions. 
And so we conservatives, informed, educated, equipped with the facts, we win the debates. So what they did is they, you know, they um, would rely upon these emotional stories to try to, 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 to pass this legislation through like they did with Obamacare. But when the facts came out, they would lose. And, and they almost lost that. If it weren't for John McCain, we would have repealed Obamacare. And the facts went out. So here's the thing. They want to silence the facts. So what do you do when someone wants to silence you? Well, for me, you just speak louder. I'm not about to give up on this country. I'm not about to give up the freedoms that so many before us sacrificed and some laid down their lives to secure. I'm going to continue to fight for those things in the right way. Okay, we're not at a point of what we saw last Wednesday. That was not fighting for freedom. That was playing into the hands of the left. We need to be smart about it. We need to be resolute about it. But we need to have a competence. And as believers, you know, we were warned that these things would happen. And so we don't need to lose heart. We don't need to be afraid. We do need to be sober. We need to be watchful. And we need to take a stand. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the options that are out there. This is not the end, folks, by any means. It just shows that we have the truth and people are trying to stop the truth. And so we need to make it, we need to work harder to get the truth out there. Craig Strazeri with Prager University is here next on Washington Watch. Don't go away. Hey, Matt. Hey, Hannah. What's going on? Why so gloomy? Well, I'm a little disappointed. I had a lot planned to do during the stay-at-home time, and I just didn't do it. Oh, yeah? What did you have planned that you didn't get to do? Well, I was actually hoping I would finally be able to get time to do a regular Bible reading routine, and I started a couple of times. I just didn't stick with it. Don't be too down on yourself. Starting a new routine can be hard, but one way to help is to join in with others and to have a good game plan. I think I have a good solution for you. Oh, yeah? Tony Perkins and FRC are doing a two-year study in the Word. They have it all mapped out. When did they start? I I would be so far behind. Oh, that's not a problem. You can literally jump in any time. There's a daily reading just a couple of chapters a day with questions to help you think about what you're reading. Nice. Where can I find this? Go to frc.org slash Bible, and you can get started. Where's that again? frc.org slash Bible. Got it. Checking it out now. In a recent poll... It was revealed that only 6% of Americans hold a biblical worldview. This research also indicated that Christianity's teachings on abortion, marriage, and homosexuality are not only misunderstood, but seen as dangerous and subversive. In response to this trend, Family Research Council has released a new set of resources in our Biblical Worldview series. In addition to our full publications, which cover the topics of Christian political engagement, abortion, religious liberty, and human sexuality, FRC now offers helpful summaries of each publication in this series, as well as accompanying prayer guides to help you and your family pray through these important issues. And finally, our popular biblical principles for political engagement is now available in Spanish. All of these resources are free and available at frc.org worldview. Again, that's frc.org worldview. Masculinity in America. 
Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins, and the website, TonyPerkins.com. Write that down, TonyPerkins.com. All right. Um, you know, I'm actually, there are good things here that are happening because we, we know with clarity who the opponents of free speech are. Okay, it's uh, back when I was a police officer, I, I actually liked to work nights because usually there was only two types of people out at night. There were the good people and they were the bad people, people doing bad things and people there to keep them from doing bad things. Nobody else really got in the way because most people were home sleeping. Well, what we have been battling with for years are people who are masquerading as caretakers of free speech when, in fact, they have been working to undermine free speech. And now I think what's happening is that the uh, the veneer is off. They're, they're, it's very clear. The sides are, are being clearly defined. The line is being drawn down the middle, whatever you want to call whatever you want to call it. You know, Sun Tzu in The Art of War says, know your enemy and know yourself. It's a lot easier when you can know who your enemy is. And we now know clearly who the enemies of the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, are. Now we just plot a way forward. Join me now to talk more about this, someone who knows something about these battles over the freedom of speech, Craig Trezeri with Prager University. Craig, welcome to uh, Washington Watch. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Craig, you you guys are not new to these battles. I mean, you have been uh, battling with YouTube. You took them all the way to court. You know that the left wants to shut down truth. Yes, unfortunately, we've been dealing with this for several years now. It was back in 2016 and 2017 when we first uh, were alerted to the issue of, of many of our videos being censored and restricted and blocked, and, and uh, that's when we filed our, our lawsuit years ago. And unfortunately, people didn't you know, take it, and conservatives included, haven't taken the issue seriously enough. And here we are in 2021, and, and uh, we've reached kind of this peak of now people are starting to realize uh, where this is all going, and it's uh, it's gone from troubling to, to downright scary, and uh, people's speech is no longer uh, free as it's always been in America. But, but Greg, Craig, wouldn't you agree that a good starting point is a recognition of the problem, and now that uh, there's no longer masquerading by the left, they clearly are opponents of free speech, that this now gives us a kind of, I would hope, a unified position among conservatives to move forward collectively to reestablish this fundamental freedom? Yes, no, that, that is true. I mean, a, a lot of conservatives over the past several years have, have, you know, as a counter to our lawsuit and our efforts, have always said, oh, well, they're a private company, just just make another platform. And as we've all seen with recent events, you can make another platform like Parler, who's still ultimately dependent on the App Store, the Google Play Store, AWS to host them. And, and so, unfortunately, this is a much bigger uh, battle than than some realize, but yes, we do we do clearly know who the enemy is. But unfortunately, the general American public does not, uh, and that's because the mainstream media and big tech they have such control over the messaging and over the narrative that young people, in particular Gen Z, they they actually believe that conservatives are 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 out there, like PragerU and great organizations like FRC are out there. Uh, you know, inciting violence or, or creating hateful content, and they've and they've been indoctrinated through the education system and through the mainstream media that this type of offensive content that may make someone uncomfortable uh, should be removed. So it's uh, it, there's this twisted narrative that the general public 
not only still doesn't know that that voices and free speech are being censored, they're actually encouraging it. You see employees of these big tech companies pressuring their bosses, pressuring Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey to to take down content right. as opposed to pressuring them to keep it up. So it's a it's it's a big battle we still have ahead of us. But all the more reason that we need to not go silent and not shrink back into the the shadows. And I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, call me a uh, an optimist, but I, I I think there there will always be uh, enough Americans who understand the price of freedom and and understand the importance of it that are willing to fight for it in a legitimate way. And I want to be very clear about that. We still have the ability to fight within the system to reform the system. And let me just point to Prager you. You guys didn't give up. You didn't throw in the towel. Uh, and, and there's obstacles there. But the truth is always met with opposition because, you know, I'll just borrow from Scripture. Darkness does not love the light. And so uh, there are those who will oppose it. But Prager you is like, I mean, you guys are going through the roof. I mean, you've got so many people going to your sites to to look at your your content, your material. It's uh, it's thought provoking. It's informative, and it's making a difference. Yeah, I appreciate that. We we are making a difference, and I, I agree with you. The optimist in me that does agree that ultimately the truth will win out. And sometimes it, it's a long and bumpy journey, and people need something like a terrible event, like you know some of our recent events, to happen for them really to wake up to what's going on um, to kind of make uh, behavioral changes and, and, and uh, influence society. But, yes, public awareness is the most important piece of this puzzle, which is why PragerU has been, uh, you know, such a, a key player in really promoting to the general public what's been going on, and, and we have to fight back against this. I mean, when you have, when you have Dennis Prager giving a five-minute video on the Ten Commandments that YouTube is blocking, and not only blocking, like, you know, under the testimony at a Senate hearing, defending the fact that they blocked the Ten Commandment video for children and for young people on YouTube. It's, it's reached the point of absurdity, but uh, that's why we're here, and that's what, we're, that's what we do at PragerU. We, we create educational content for the next generation uh, to kind of uh, undo the damage that the left has done over, over the past couple generations. Very quickly, Craig, on the way out, what are some alternatives that folks can turn to right now? Yeah, so, I mean, Prager, well, Parler was a great one, but PragerU is looking at Rumble, and we're looking at a lot of other new platforms that are coming up. But really a, a key part of our strategy is to really host our uh, own content, to own our own data. So yeah. we've launched a mobile app. We've launched uh, OTT channels, and, we, you know, we're really focused on building our email list and mobile text phone list so we can reach our audience directly. So the best, yeah. I mean, if you want to ensure that you'll always be able to see a PragerU video, the best way to do that is to sign up at PragerU.com. But we're, we're, we're going to continue to expand our distribution to be on as many platforms as possible. And that's kind of where we're going. Yep, yep, understood. Craig uh, Strazelli, thanks so much for uh, for being with us. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Prager, you puts out some great stuff. and But his last point, and we're moving in the same direction, is we got to own our own real estate. And that's why the, the website... And we're securing that, making sure we have vendors that uh, will not pull the plug. Uh, TonyPerkins.com, write it down. We've got our Stand Firm app, and we'll be uh, we'll be making sure that that is in a posture to remain, regardless of what Apple and the others do. Folks, serious business. But, look, we do not need to lose heart. Jesus warned us. You know, he told the parable of the wheat and the tares. If you, well, I'll share that a little bit later because we're up against the break. Coming back with Ralph Norman. South Carolina. Don't go away.
TonyPerkins.com is the website, and I'm Tony Perkins, and you're listening to Washington Watch. Before I bring in my next guest, I want to finish that thought. I was uh, making reference to Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus is telling the parable of the wheat and the tares, and he gets down to the end, and the uh, the disciples said, what was that all about? He said, well, that's what the end times are going to look like. You're going to have the, the wheat, and you're going to have the tares, and you're going to be able to clearly distinguish between the two. And I think that's the age in which we're living. I mean, we, we are seeing uh, some good stuff. I mean, in the last four years, we saw some really good stuff. Uh, and we're seeing it all over, not just government. We're seeing it uh, in, in lives change. I'm seeing it internationally as I travel the world uh, working with the uh, U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. Revival taking place. There's good stuff happening. Of course, there's bad stuff happening. But we need to know that because we, we can't lose our heads, you know, in, in, in anxiety. Because if we lose our heads, we may very well lose our heads. And you know what? Headless people, uh, they don't have good direction. So we need to keep our heads about us. All right. Tomorrow, the uh, the Democrats announced that they're planning on a resolution, uh, the, voting on a resolution, rather, tomorrow evening, urging Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove President Trump from office. If he doesn't act overnight on nine, at 9 a.m. Wednesday morning, they plan to vote again to impeach President Trump. Joining me now to talk about this, Congressman Ralph Norman of South Carolina. Congressman Norman, welcome back to Washington Watch. Well, thank you so much, Tony. Appreciate you having me. So I thought the, uh, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats were all about bringing the nation together. <laughs> well, you know, it just their actions speak louder than their words. Uh, it was a uh, tragedy what happened, uh, you know, the, on the 6th, as everybody knows. And, you know, their actions throughout this for the last four years have shown just otherwise. They've hated this president so much that uh, they've done everything uh, but throw the kitchen sink at him to, to get him out of office, including impeaching him. This doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me is with, I guess, the tensions as high as they are for them to be doing this and nine days left when a man leaves office. Right. And it's, What's the point? What is the point, and where's your moral compass? Right. They, there's a disconnect somewhere, somehow, and that they're just removed from, from the reality of the American people. people. Nobody wants to see this. I mean, all of us have been on shows since this happened. Nobody wants violence. Joe Biden doesn't. Donald Trump doesn't. I don't know of any politician that does. What no. took place was a planned attack, and uh, we've got to deal with it. Uh, as you said, there's dark days, but... You know, for her to do this, uh, rub salt in the wound of basically 750 million people who voted for President Trump uh, to to try to leave his legacy in tatters uh, is not going to happen. But for her doing it is shocking. Well, first off, I I think they're they're making a huge tactical error. For one, this is going to solidify in the minds of people the... Um, th- this hate, as you just described, that they've been against this president from day one, and they're going to do it until he's out the door. And so it just solidifies that fact and brings about even greater resolve of resistance against this incoming government. And then secondly, they need to be careful what they wish for, because I think it, there are some who think they can impeach the president and have a trial after he's out of office. And if that were the case, they should be very careful because it at a trial, he might be able to present the evidence that he's not been able to present elsewhere 
about the election irregularities. And it could be very alarming. And, uh, and it, well, I'll leave it at that. It could be very problematic for the Biden administration. Well, I mean, I'm like a, so many Americans. I'm tired of forming another committee to form a committee and come up with nothing. It's time to act. And it's time, you know, we look at the, the Horowitz report that we expected to come out. We've looked at uh, the actions of past political uh, leaders, Clinton being one of them. We thought it would come out. We thought we'd see some people prosecuted. And, you know, I, two things. I hope uh, whoever the criminals did this, I hope it comes out and I hope they're prosecuted. They're criminals. They're not Biden mm-hmm. supporters, not Trump supporters. They're criminals. And secondly, Mike Pence is not going to uh, agree to a resolution like this for the president to resign. I fully expect that 9 o'clock tomorrow they will put up a the arcs of impeachment, which, Tony, as you know, high crimes and misdemeanors, what is that? Explain to me what he's done to do that. And I also, I told a reporter today who's adamant, uh, you know, so against Trump, uh, to give me the line in his speech that he incited violence. In hindsight, could he have done more? Probably. All of us could have. This was a something we didn't expect. But, right. Nobody did. You know, no, nobody did. No, and, and we've got to deal with it. But, so uh, let me ask you this, uh, Congressman Norman, do any Republicans vote for impeachment if that vote is, takes place on the floor? Yes, they will. Uh, they yeah, will. They will. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I, I can't tell you how many, but, yeah, there are people who are flipping, you know, changing. You know, all of a sudden, Trump is guilty of everything, which is sad. Um, Yielding but, to, yeah. the, uh, to the winds of the left. Yep. And, and name me one president that's been this pro-life, this uh, pro-Israel, this pro-American, this pro-business, and Donald Trump. I don't know of one. Yeah. Now, when you look at the policies of this administration and the people that worked in this administration, uh, nothing compares uh, to it. Congressman Ralph Norman, as always, great to talk with you. Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Tony. Bye. Thank you. And, uh, folks, I'd encourage you to maybe contact your member of Congress. Um, this is, you know, look, next Wednesday, the president's out of office, and they move on. Um, anyway, All right, Craig Parshall joins me next to talk about religious broadcasting. Do they have anything to be concerned about with this new left? That's next. Don't go away. Get a trusted perspective on the news of the day every day. Listen to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins to get honest and in-depth commentary on what's going on in our nation's capital and around the world. Join Family Research Council President Tony Perkins live every weekday on over 800 radio stations across the country. Or listen to the show when it works for you by visiting TonyPerkins.com. On the show, you'll hear from guests like Ben Carson, Senator Josh Hawley, Representative Vicki Hartzler, Molly Hemingway, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Dana Lash, Sissy Graham Lynch, Pastor John MacArthur, Eric Metaxas, Albert Moeller, and more. Tony is joined by leading political figures, pastors, and policy and culture experts who will inspire you to be engaged and informed on the important issues facing America. For a Christian perspective on the news of the day, tune in to Washington Watch with Tony Perkins at TonyPerkins.com. Ever since the Supreme Court handed down its infamous Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 that legalized abortion nationwide, a national debate has raged over whether the government should fund abortion. In 1976, 
Congress banned taxpayer funding of abortion and Medicaid by passing the Hyde Amendment. Several states have followed suit, passing their own restrictions on abortion funding. However, because government funding is a complex system of joint federal and state programs, completely banning taxpayer funding for abortions and abortion businesses like Planned Parenthood is challenging. There is still much work to be done to free the American taxpayer from funding the horrific practice of abortion. Family Research Council's new publication clearly explains the Hyde Amendment and why we need to keep it in order to save taxpayers from being forced to fund abortion. Access this important information by visiting frc.org slash Hyde. Welcome back. You're listening to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host, and the website, TonyPerkins.com. Programs are archived there, other resources available for you, and increasingly, that's the real estate we're going to encourage you to visit. Um, religious speech, religious broadcasters, do they have anything to be concerned about with this uh, new left that is intolerant toward free speech. Well, join me now to talk about this, Craig Parshall, Special Counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice and former attorney with the National Religious Broadcasters. Craig, welcome uh, back to Washington Watch. Thank you, Tony. So do religious broadcasters have anything to be concerned about in the days ahead? Uh, unfortunately, I think they do, and I'm glad that you're spotlighting this. Uh, it wasn't too long ago uh, when, uh, under Bill Clinton, he attempted to get one of the federal agencies to devise a definition for hate speech so that they could enforce it against certain radio and television broadcasters. That fell flat when the agency, after I don't know a year or so worth of work and who knows how much public money, was unable to come up with an accurate definition of hate speech. By the way, as you know, Tony, they still can't come up with it. It's because it's been used basically as a bludgeon against conservatives. Exactly. Uh, in other words, it's speech you don't. It, it's speech you hate. It's not hate speech that they're worried about. Uh, then, under President Obama, there were uh, some suggestions in the FCC about uh, enforcing community standards on radio broadcasters, where they have to bow in terms of their content to some local commission that would be put together and then would weigh in on whether or not they agreed with the content of the broadcaster. Now, that would have been clearly violative of the First Amendment, rights of uh, radio and television broadcasters, but uh, the Obama administration seemed unfazed. That failed to gain traction, but it was threatened. And there have been threats uh, for the last several decades uh, with regard to the vague uh, public interest requirement that every radio and television broadcaster under FCC regulations must describe to. It's never really been um, specifically defined. It's always been a test about whether or not there's certain value uh, to the public in terms of news and information and so forth. But uh, it is a tool that can, the left can use to crack down on conservative talk uh, in particular. I mean, we all know what happened with the Fairness Doctrine. Uh, as right. soon as the Fairness Doctrine, which was entirely unfair, was dismantled under the Reagan administration, we suddenly had the uh, creation of talk radio as a phenomena, and we've enjoyed it ever since. Yeah, let me go back there for just a moment. 
because uh, I think the fairness doctrine is very instructive because oftentimes, you know, we have short frames of reference. You know, we go back to the, the communist era, the 1950s, and the fairness doctrine was used to silence a number of uh, conservative religious broadcasters. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, that's really what gave rise to the national religious broadcasters as an organization. Yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah in, in fact, year, at, at least, uh, let's see, it would have been uh, two decades before the fairness doctrine arose, private uh, broadcasting companies, there were only a handful back in the 40s. Uh, unlike today, and they controlled all the airways, both radio and television. And they decided, no, we're not going to have Christian uh, gospel preaching uh, people on the uh, on the air, no matter how much money they want to pay for, uh, you know, pay for place time on uh, radio and television. So they decided to give it uh, over to a independent religious council that was uh, then going to decide whether you and I would have a voice on Christian orthodoxy issues. Uh, that was really the rise of the national religious broadcasters. Well, then you know, we had the rise decades after that with the Fairness Doctrine, and the only person ever charged and convicted under the penalties of the Fairness Doctrine was a Christian broadcaster um, who they believed had stepped over the line and had not uh, hewed to the requirements of you know reasonable equivalent time to opposing viewpoints and so forth. Uh, now, we've been blessed with talk radio since the 80s on both sides, but you and I both know conservative talk has flourished because it goes to the heart of the American right. people. Most right. people have these traditional values. They want to hear opinions about that, not the left-wing, left-coast stuff uh, that really doesn't get much traction. So just the, the attacks are going to come, um, but, you know, there I would argue today there are there there is more. Christian programming out there today than there was 40, 50 years ago when it was attacked. And the uh, those that think they will stop the truth, they will keep the gospel from going out. And I got news for them. They never win. They, they don't win, and yet that doesn't keep them from trying. And you just wonder, what is the motivation uh, by not having an open marketplace of all Otherwise, lawful ideas. You know, you and I, and the, and the folks that tune into your show, Tony. You know, they don't advocate um, uh, lawless action. They don't advocate burning down uh, police departments and uh, setting fire to churches. Okay, the, these are not the acts that uh, conservative Christians believe in. Uh, and yet, we have been marked for some reason uh, as the enemy. Uh, maybe because we oppose. Uh, you know. The idea that the state is, you know, uh, superior to God. Uh, well, the state is not God. We believe in a God <laughs> that is sovereign over the creation of the providential creation of, of our Constitution and our founding of our nation, and we've enjoyed and reaped the benefits ever since. But there are those who simply believe they have a better plan, and they need to tell us that we are better off under their soft totalitarian hand than we are with liberty. Well, I would uh, I would say if we're mischaracterized in our intentions and our actions, we're in good company because you remember what they called Jesus. They called him the prince of demons. Um, and so they are going to mischaracterize and they're going to lie and they're going to be filled uh, with um, 
Well, as you said earlier, that when you talked about hate speech, it's it's the hate that they have toward the truth. We just need to speak the truth in love. So the, the battles are going to come. We just have to be resolute and unyielding in the fact that we're going to continue to speak truth, overcome the obstacles, seek the, uh, the, the face of God and his power and his strength to, uh, to sustain us in what is you know, most probably going to be a very challenging chapter in the history of our country. Yeah, no, no question about it. But as you pointed out, the Great Commission is called great for a reason. Uh, when the Apostle Peter got arrested unlawfully, dragged in before the council in Jerusalem, he said, look, you can do whatever you want to with me, but I can't stop talking about what I have seen and heard right. in terms of the Savior because I walk with him. We have the same commission today. Right, and that's the resoluteness that we need. No matter what you're going to do to me, no matter what you're going to call me, I'm not going to be quiet. Craig Parshall, thanks for the work you do, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks much, Tony. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Craig Parshall, Special Counsel for American Center for Law and Justice and former attorney with the National Religious Broadcasters. He knows a little bit about the First Amendment. We're going to have to fight for it. But, look, the truth wins out. It always does. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But I, for one, I'm I'm going to continue. I might, I might be standing on a street corner with a megaphone, uh, but that's where I'm going to be. And I hope you tune in. Well, let's talk about how you can tune in. Join me now, Jared Bridges, who is the vice president of brand advancement here at the Family Research Council, to talk about, you know, the way forward and how we need to uh, to kind of rethink how we get and obtain our information. Uh, Jared, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tony. Good to be here. I've been tuning your uh, megaphone up all day here. We've almost got it working. Well, good. Good. I'm glad. Make sure the batteries are fully charged. Let, let's talk about, you know, I've been talking about uh, TonyPerkins.com, you know, FRC.org, Pray, Vote, Stand, these websites. You know, we were uh, discussing this earlier with uh, Prager University, with Craig Strazeri, and how, you know, we got to, we got to, there's no like uh, social media has been very easy because you just you throw it out there and people run across it and they get it. People are going right. to have to be intentional now about going after this information. That's right. Um, I mean, our our websites are, are are there and you have to to go to them. Um, so social media, you you go to one place and, and get all your stuff from from everywhere and. You know what we've obviously seen this week—the things that we've curated or have had the social media companies curate for us. Um, sometimes they 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 like to take a pretty active role in that. So so we have um, you know you know right now we're we're not going anywhere on the platforms we currently are. We're we're going to be there as long as we can and and we're going to try to try to hang on and, and be an influence um in those platforms uh while we can. We're not going to water down uh what we put out um just b- because we might get kicked off. Um we're we we're going to um speak the truth in love as we as we always have. Uh, but uh, we are we are looking at as as many options as as we can to reach you, and we're not going to go. You know, if we go dark in a place, come find us. Um, we we're we'll, we'll try to we're going to pop up again and again and again. Um, 
So, so I, I would encourage listeners out there to, um, you know, mark, you know, bookmark in your browser, frc.org, tonyperkins.com, prayvotestand.org, all of these places. And, um, you know, we're, I, I, I do have an announcement today. We, we've, um, we opened Tony Perkins, um, uh, content on Rumble. Uh, so we have a, a rumble. So we're channel. ready to rumble. We have been getting ready to rumble, and now right. we are ready to rumble. So we're going to be putting more content out there. Uh, we're still on on YouTube, um, and and Twitter and Instagram, but um, we're we're looking to um, advance in as many places as we can. Well, we're not as Jared said. We're not going away, and we just I think conservatives need to begin rethinking how they gain content. It's like over the last eh, probably eight to ten years, we've changed the way we shop because of the big box stores and their values that are in contrast to ours. Most of them advocate for all the crazy stuff that we know are um, destructive toward family and social uh, stability. And so, you know, we've moved to the local kind of mom and pop. So they, you know, instead of ten... Uh, different uh, items yep. or ten brands to pick from. You got three or four. Uh, you pay slightly more, um, but we know we're doing business in a safe place. So, it, 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 moving from social media, going to those specific stores, you might not be able to get everything you want in one place, but you might have to shop at a couple of different stores. You might have to come to to uh, TonyPerkins.com. Might go to to uh, cnsnews.com. You might have to go to uh, to ADF for information on legal things. But you will be going to a trusted source, and you won't have to worry about being cut off. Right. You're. I mean, and we're just going to have to – we may in the future have to figure out how to do things differently and be creative about it. I mean, we've – We've got a very uh, creative and intelligent team um, here at FRC that um, that is is on top of things, and we are um, looking for for new ways every day to um, reach you and do it well. You know, we've we've got text um, um, alerts. You can you can sign up for that by just texting uh, letters PVS. That's Papa Victor Sierra PVS to six seven seven four two. And stay in touch with us that way. Um, just, give just, that again uh, because you lost me there yeah. for a moment. I thought you were giving out some kind of code. Uh, so, yeah, so give that again. Explain that. All right. give the, Here, all right. Here's the secret code. It, you can text the letters PVS. That's PVS to six as seven in, as seven. In, hold on. PVS as in pray vote stand. As in pray vote stand. That's right. Okay. Now the number to. Six seven seven four two, and what will Six, you get? Seven. You will be connected with us, and we're gonna we're not gonna blow up your phone. Um, we will, but we will keep you up to date. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming up um, in this new administration. Um, alerts, we're gonna keep you in in on top of. Um, we'll we'll keep you up to date with uh, new resources we have. Um, I give that number Special again. Special event. PVS two six seven seven four two six seven seven four two. Yep. All right, and don't do it while you're driving. Yeah, don't do it while you're driving. But here's what's important about that, folks. 
what Jerry just said, there's a lot of things coming up. The first hundred days of the next administration is going to be an all-out rush to completely annihilate the gains made for the sanctity of human life, family, religious liberty in the last four years. And I don't think it's coincidence that we've seen social media platforms purging conservatives, removal of parlor, uh, cable news gone, all gone. Um, so that way they can do this under the cover of darkness. You need to know what's going on, and you need to be able to communicate with your elected officials, and you need to know with accuracy. So listen to Washington Watch, text us, uh, and, um, and, and get on my daily update list so you can get that information. Jared, thanks so much right. for, uh, for joining us. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Jared Bridges, Vice President of Brand Advancement here at the Family Research Council. Folks, look, it's going to be challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. But, look, we serve an amazing God. And there have been those who have come before us that have faced great challenges as well. This is the challenge of our generation. I pray that we're up to it, that we're up to this challenge. Until next time. I leave you with the encouraging words the Apostle Paul found in Ephesians 6, where it says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, prepared, and taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7283.